On this episode of BTS, we light it up like da na 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 dynamite. We delve into everything from the music videos to the remixes to the success and global impact the song has had. Grab your cup of milk and let's rock and roll. It's our dynamite mega episode. Let's get it. Hey. Hey, what's up? Okay, I just don't know how to start. You know what I mean? Like, dynamite. Okay, here we are. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. We're, I feel like Shiva. Hey, guys, we're back. Guys. Hey, guys. Shut up, make some noise. Hi, guys. Anyway, uh, if this is your first time with us, sorry. (laughs) No, I'm not. No, I'm not really sorry, but uh, welcome (laughs) back to the podcast, or welcome if it's your first time. We are excited that it hasn't been a year between episodes. (laughs) We told you we were going to come back sooner rather than later, and here we are. Yes, and as Jimin says, promise, right? It's a promise we kept. Um, (laughs) Bad segue, but anyway, <laughs> I don't know about you all out there, but today is a struggle. <laughs> today is a struggle. This was a really long week for me. Uh, I started a new like part-time job and I had to be there at 7 a.m. every day. So I've been getting up at five in the morning and I'm working with very small children. And so I'm just like running around and using a lot of energy we are actually recording on a weekend day, and I just have no brain power today. You and me both. My brain has it's like melted in a pool of sludge somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> I am excited to be here. I'm excited to be back, and I'm excited to get into this episode in which we'll be talking about everything dynamite. Yes, we wanted our first episode back to be... Uh, just kind of like our comeback episode and let you guys know why we were gone for so long. We didn't really touch on dynamite in it because we wanted to we wanted to have a whole episode uh, focus on dynamite just because of the huge impact that it's had and um, how crazy it has <laughs> blown up. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Okay. But before we get into talking about dynamite, which is really been our lives for this past like month and a half or so um i did want to make a mention that uh bts pretty much just mentioned that they're releasing a new album coming like what in a month or so month and a half yeah the end of november um we didn't talk about it on our first podcast back because it hadn't been mentioned yet we knew it was coming. Um, they've been talking about this. They've been releasing their YouTube live videos, um, talking about their comeback and how involved they have been in the process, uh, even more so than usual. Um, so we knew it was coming at some point, but then all of a sudden they're like, oh, um, you can pre-order the album in like an hour. So, And honestly, that's how it is with BTS. Like, So if you're a new ARMY out there, like honestly... 
this is how it is. Like you think you're going to get information. You think that you're going to like have things ahead of time or whatever. Yeah. No. One of the things that I read that was like one of, one of the most helpful things when we just started being army was that just have a bank account, just have a savings account that's called BTS, have room on your credit cards, have money ready to go. Because when they announce things and when they do stuff, it's going to be without warning and they won't tell you prices ahead of time. They won't tell you what it is like with this B album pre-order. It was like, oh, in the morning, hey, we're going to have a new album coming out. Bam, like that. And uh, you can order it later on today. It's a limited first run exclusive sort of thing. So basically they were telling you, like, if you don't order it today, you're not going to get it. And like, this is how all of their stuff like happens, like their merch, their DVDs, their other content. And it can be like super overwhelming and also very taxing on the wallet. Another piece of advice that I would give about this too is like, as a BTS fan, you kind of have to figure out like where your time, money and attention are going to go. You can't do everything. You can't buy everything. You can't watch everything. So you have to kind of figure out like, okay, what, what are the most important things to me? And those are the things that I'm going to prioritize with my money and stuff, because it really is a lot. And if you tried to buy everything, like you'd have to be a millionaire. That can kind of bring us a little into the whole dynamite thing, because we, when this came out, so many other things came out right before it, right after it, in the midst of it. And it's like, what do I do? What do I watch? What do I buy? And then like with the success of Dynamite, it's like all of this other stuff is coming and they're like adding things here and they're doing all this. And it's like, wait, what do I do? So don't get overwhelmed. Just kind of pick and choose what you like. You don't have to get everything. Um, Like, especially with merch and stuff, there's some things that come out that just aren't my style or don't go with like my decor. And even though I want to support BTS, it's like, eh, I'm not going to spend the money on something I'm either not going to use or not going to wear. And don't feel like you have to buy everything because you're not going to be able to. Yeah. And it doesn't mean it's still not hard. Like, first of all, I still feel like I'm spending way too much money. Second of all, I still also don't feel like I'm getting everything. I think, yeah, it's about priorities. And then also about like, BTS is good at helping you figure out like that in your life, you get to like choose what you want in it and not like to a certain degree. It's like about being intentional about the stuff that you want and not just getting everything because other people have it or just because it's out. It's about really choosing what it is that you love about them. I know that there are certain friends of mine that will collect all of their albums, for instance, but then they decide not to get any of their like you know, extra content or whatever. I personally love to get like their DVDs, but there are other things that I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm not really going to get. And I'm always going to prioritize seeing them live over anything. So that's my recommendation. And also for seeing them live, I, now this is like an episode about my advice about being an army, but um, also about seeing them live is like that too, just like with this album, you don't have much time for that too. And the tickets are probably going to be more than you expect that they're going to be, especially probably for the ones that you want to get. We'll go more into this if we ever hear about a concert or whatever, or you can go back to our episodes in the past about the concerts, but just know that like, it's a lot of money. And the sooner you start saving and just kind of trying to budget for it, whether it's 
a year from now, six months from now or whatever, the better so that you don't miss out on an opportunity that you really want to take and everything. That's all I can say about that. Uh, we learned that the hard way, but <laughs> we um, had some great experiences and we have lots of past episodes on all of those experiences, ticket buying processes, um, all sorts of stuff. So I wanted to ask you, are you excited about this new album coming out? <laughs> yeah, um, I'm really excited about this album because they are even more involved, like I said before, which you're like, how can they be possibly be more involved than they are in their other albums? But they actually came up with the whole concept. Like each member had their own job for the album. Um, they came up with the design. They came up with like the theme and like they wrote all the songs. And, you know, usually they have like a whole team that does like the packaging and the design and all that stuff. Um, but they did everything on this album. So I'm really excited. And it's going to be like a pure 100% BTS album. And I can't wait for it. It's hard for me to process everything because, again, with, you know, Dynamite, it really has been like, bam, you know, boom. I don't know any other things that you want to say about it, but. Um, oh, because you said, uh, you said that about Dynamite. Jimin has said multiple times that this album has songs that are even better than Dynamite. It's going to be, it's going to be a good album as usual. Yeah, no, I think it is going to be good. I'm glad that it's coming in November. I'm still trying to like get myself together with all of the promotions and stuff that they've been doing for dynamite. So I'm excited to hear this because it's going to be maybe one of their most authentically them albums. I, I don't mean it's not authentic to them, but you know what I mean? Like they're more imbued in all parts of the production process and the creation. So even more BTS is always a good thing. I mean, why say no <laughs> when you can say <laughs> BTS? Like I, couldn't really even process when they dropped the information about the new album I was just like okay like I feel like I was like okay I just have to make sure I have money to pre-order I don't know how much money it's going to be and that's all that kind of really like register with me I think as we kind of transition from like October to November I'll like be more like excited I know they've been dropping hints they've been showing behind the scenes sort of things and as we kind of move and transition a little bit away from dynamite I think I'll be able to actually like take that all in but like I said when I talk about overwhelm I'm talking about like I have been a little bit overwhelmed and I'm sure that'll be a little bit more that I speak about besides what I said at the top of this episode but so I'm ready to get into dynamite we wanted to do a dedicate or a dedicated episode to dynamite because it has been huge well, we're going to just break it down and get into all of our impressions and thoughts about Dynamite, about the video, the performances, the success, everything about it. And because there's so much, we felt like it deserved its own episode. So I wanted to ask you, Molly, when they came out with the teaser and the information before it dropped, what were you thinking? What were you expecting? Um, I had no idea. I actually... <laughs> This happened with Boy With Love also. So I, in the future, am going to just disregard teasers. I didn't think I was going to like it very much. It sounded too poppy. I like pop music, but not like overly bubblegum pop. And that's what, to me, Boy With Love teaser was too. And then I Boy With Love is one of my favorite songs now. Um, and so I really was like, ah, I don't know if I'm going to like this. Like, it sounds whatever, kind of fun. But 
I don't know if it's going to be my favorite song. So I really didn't know what to expect uh, because of Boy With Love. So I didn't, I didn't really want to take my own thoughts at first because I was like, well, I'm probably going to end up loving this. It's going to be like it was with Boy With Love. Uh, so I just kind of like disregarded my initial feelings. Um, but at first I wasn't sure what I was going to think about it. What about you? Yeah, I wasn't sure. I try to stay away from too much teaser stuff because it's, I just want to take it all in, be surprised. But it was kind of hard with Dynamite not to. I mean, you know, it was the first time that since like the whole pandemic and everything, they were coming out with new music. Um, they were really hyping up that like, oh, we're coming out with something, you're going to love it. And some of the information that I had come across was like them saying like, oh, it's going to be like mic drop. And as some of my army friends, Molly included, were like, oh, Erica, like they they said that it could be like mic drop. And that's my very favorite song. But I was like, I'm not even going to listen to this because like mic drop is a very, 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 very high pedestal for me. And I don't want to be disappointed if it's a great song, but it doesn't live up to my all time favorite BTS song. You know, that's kind of asking for a lot. So I was just like, I don't want to even expect that it's like mic drop or it's going to be like rap or heavy or heavy beats or I didn't want to put that in my head. And I'm actually really glad that I didn't because it's not really like mic drop. I also knew that they were teasing that it was going to probably be all in English or not even probably, but that it was. So I was like really curious about what that meant. And then finally, like with the teaser video, I saw that they had all like the, all the outfits and like, I was actually making up stuff in my head. I thought like from like the disco scene when they're doing like the like silhouettes or whatever, I actually was like equating each of those like outfits to different eras. So I thought it was going to be going through like 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. And while there are some like kind of like, and we'll get into this with the video, but some 90s elements in the video and stuff like that, it's not as clear cut as it was to me there. So, um, but I was like you, I didn't really have too much of like whatever about it. But then on August 21st, it came out. So you know how BTS does the thing where like they kind of release songs through like their music video and they do the whole thing on like a lot of times with YouTube premieres and stuff like that. So I definitely was there for that before we get into the video, because it's kind of hard to like separate. I want to separate the two, even though I heard the song first with the video, I want to hear, what did you think about like the actual song? Yeah, I, um, I watched it with the video as well. So my first reaction was with it with the video but I love the song it's very um it's like a summery song you can drive to it like I love to just like blast it in the car while I'm driving um or actually I play it when I like clean the house <laughs> um it just gets you kind of moving like you can't help but start dancing whenever you hear it come on when I heard like the speculation about it being all English I was very interested in it because usually you've only got Namjoon and Jungkook doing English things because they practiced it more and they seem to be more comfortable with English. So I was really interested in like the other guys singing English and who was in it, like if there was going to be rap verses, um, what it was going to be like um, and hearing them all sing in English. And the funny thing is um, my friend and I were actually talking about this the other day, even though 
it's all in English, I still like trip over some of the verses sometimes. And it's been out for what, like um, over a month now, a month, <laughs> like a month and a half. Um, and I'm still like trying to sing it all in English because I'm not used to BTS singing all in English. Um, but I love the song and it's just fun and upbeat. And every time it comes on, I start like dancing. And what about you? I mean, I love Dynamite. I I think it's great. I loved it from the moment that I heard it. You know, it really has a throwback feeling and not just because of like the imagery that they associate with it, but just in the sound, it's very throwback, but also modern at the same time, which I really love. The lyrics, that, that's an interesting thing. And I want to talk to you about that a little bit more in depth, but in terms of like the song and the first impression, first impression was great. Um, second, third, hundredth impression. It's such a catchy song. And it's, Mm -hmm. like, different for BTS in the sense that it's, like, very light and airy. And I don't want to say, like, shallow, but kind of, but not in, like, a negative way. Know that that... Oh, hi. No, I was going to say, it's not shallow. It's just, like, the lyrics are basically just English idioms. They're just, like, phrases in English that people say. And so it doesn't tell a story. (laughs) They don't kind of... They don't, like go together to make a whole story and so I think that's why it seems kind of shallow because it doesn't individually each phrase mean something in a specific situation but putting them all together in a song like it doesn't really tell a story so I think that's why it might seem and all BTS songs are usually much deeper so I think that's why it might seem like it's going to be a little shallow yeah shallow I mean I think it has a negative connotation um but I don't mean superficial I do right. mean shallow, and I feel like it is it is lacking the depth that we're used to with BTS songs. But the meaning behind it, I think the overall meaning or their goal and intention with the song has, like, a lot of depth, even if the song and its lyrics don't. I mean, I again, you can look at any BTS song, and, like, they're talking about, like, these really deep topics that are the core of hum- at the core of humanity and everything like that. That is not what Dynamite is. But there's a reason for that. In the future, when people look back at this song, they're going to have to kind of like take the context with it, too, which is like the world, like not just Korea, not just America, not just the Philippines, not just anywhere. The world is going through something right now. We were, you know, in the whole pandemic and this global event and it can get you down. Like you can't live life the way that you used to with like the freedoms that you used to have and everything like that. And BTS, just like with anything, they want to help us. They want to be there for us. They want to give us the gift of their music. And that requires different things at different times. Before we were in the love yourself era. And now they're like, hey, you know, we want to be some brightness to your day. We want to give you some fun. We are all spending so much time thinking about really deep things, worrying, going through a lot of hard stuff. So sometimes you need to just like not think about that and just like have some fun. And so that's where the depth of this song comes, you know, comes in. And like you said, lyrically, I know that with the lyrics, like they didn't write these lyrics. They said they were going to do their first all English song. And the story behind the song is that like they got the demo with the demo lyrics and they were like, hey, like this works like we don't want to change it. We like how this feels. Yeah, and they they didn't write the song, but RM actually tried to rewrite some things. So a lot of times when they get songs from other people, 
they look at it like I think that's why RM is is so involved in the writing process because he reads and understands English and I think he actually understands like a lot of the phrasing and idioms and things in the English language a lot better because of how he learned English like through friends and through like natural conversation instead of learning it like in school and so he actually did try to rewrite some things and he said he tried to translate some things into Korean and he's like you know what this just doesn't work um but I think it works all in English and like you were saying with everything we're going on in the entire world and we've talked about this before like English is a universal language most everyone in the world can understand some English so like if they put Korean in it, like Korean's much harder to learn than English is. So not everyone in the world would be able to get the point of the song, but there's going to be more people who are going to be able to enjoy the song with it being all in English, even though I don't think they ever um, had planned on doing an all English song. Yoongi actually said, um, they asked him in an interview if there would be any all English songs on the new album and he's like, you know, we just don't know what's ever going to happen. He said Dynamite was a special situation, a special circumstance. It's what was needed right now. And so we decided to do it. And I thought that was just really cool because it's not something that they plan. They're not like, oh, let's just do this song all in English. Let's do this for a certain, you know, to get on a chart or to do this or for an award they did it because the world needed it and that's why I love BTS there's always a reason behind what they do and it's not a shallow reason it's always something bigger and to help other people they didn't do the song for themselves their fans needed what the world needed a fun upbeat happy song like you said that we can listen to and just kind of forget about what's going on for a little while. Like even if I'm doing something medial, like cleaning my house, I can be happy while I'm doing it, listening to Dynamite and not thinking about what's going on outside. I can just bounce around and sing the song. And yeah, even though the lyrics might not make 100% sense together and they're not as deep as most BTS lyrics, that's not what I need out of the song. That's not what I want when I'm listening to Dynamite. It came at the perfect time, and it's exactly what we needed. Yeah, I think it also, going back to the shallow thing, I think it just shows that something doesn't have to be deep to be meaningful. And um, I think BTS is really good at showing the totality of the human experience. I know that's, like, the deepest you can get, but, like, that there's just like all these sides to us and to life. And, you know, it's about the light and the dark and the serious and the happy and the fun and like the whole person, like they said, like there's persona, but there's people underneath that and everything. But um, I wanted to say that like, it's so hard because we're so used to it being in English. Now I'm trying to like, remember like my, thoughts and first impressions of this and like how huge this is right like we're so used to dynamite but when you were talking about it being in English and like also the significance of that it kind of like brought me back to that place there's there's a couple of things I want to say about that one you're right like English right now is the lingua franca you know the most like kind of like spoken sort of international language like learn you know second learn language and everything like that and when you think about their fan base and armies 
English tends to be the language that we kind of communicate with each other in if we're from like different countries and stuff like that. Obviously, you can communicate in your native languages with other native armies, but it is a global army. It is a global fan demographic or population. So to hear them do something in English, like, yeah, that is intentional because before this, they were very adamant about like preserving you know, their Korean culture, singing mm-hmm. Korean, and that's intentional. That's very intentional. They're very proud of their culture, and they should be. And And I'm glad that they sing in Korean. I love that they sing in Korean, and I don't want them to change that. That being said, I also understand, like, why they're being open to this moment and this kind of, like, song just fitting the situation and wanting to kind of reach out to all of us armies and maybe give us a little love and give us a little bit of comfort in a time and to do it maybe in a language that is a bit closer to some of the international armies and stuff like that. And I don't know, I feel like I'm not being very eloquent about this, but I remember at the time it really meant a lot to me to think that they took the time and effort to do something in English. And obviously it's going to hit me differently as it is my native language, but to hear them in my native language did mean a lot. And um, it was special to me. It still is special to me. And like I said, I don't need them to really do it anymore or anything like that. The fact that they were doing it as kind of like as a gift and as a like, hey, we want to be closer to you. We, You know what I mean? I don't know if I'm like saying it right, but like just the effort and the thought and intention behind it means a lot. Yeah, because it's not their native language. And I even think Namjoon struggles sometimes with English, even though he's been speaking it for a long time. And especially during this time, they haven't had as many promotions. They haven't been promoting a lot in the U.S. So he might not have even been using English as much as he has in the past and having to translate for everyone else. And we talked about that, talked about this in our last episode um, like if you don't use a language, like you can lose it. And if he's not practicing using his English every day, it might be a struggle for him too. Um, and even though Jungkook has been practicing and trying to speak English for years now, and they did, uh, he did Wasted on Me was his first all English song that he worked on. Um, he still talks about how difficult it is to sing all in English. And all of them in interviews have talked about, um, how hard it was for Dynamite. They wanted to get the pronunciations 100% correct since it was all in English. And some of the members rarely speak in English. And so they had to have worked so hard and put so much effort into the song and into speaking all in English. And so, yeah, that makes it even more special because even though the lyrics aren't deep, the meaning behind it and all of the effort that they put into it are. And um, that makes the song even, even better for me, I think. Just to really double down on the point of speaking another language, it is so hard. And like you said, maybe RM, not even maybe, RM is very comfortable in English, but you know, the other members aren't as comfortable and aren't as fluent as he is. And some of them are very much not at all. And to imagine like singing this song in this other language, like I'm just thinking I BTS is my favorite group in the world and they sing in Korean. 
if they told me, hey, get on stage and sing this song in Korean, even mic drop that you've heard so many times, I would sound horrible. And <laughs> and when it's not your native language, sometimes you don't know, like, am I saying this right? Is it sounding right? Is this close enough? Is this, you know, especially if you don't know exactly what you're saying, like, I'm sure they know the meaning enough, like it's been told, but like, just because I know the meaning behind like lines and mic drop or whatever, doesn't mean I know like each word that I'm saying. Right. And I also don't really even say it. Anyone who's actually heard me like try to sing along with a BTS song knows that it's not even remotely close to like <laughs> accurate. It's actually probably sounds like offensive. I would I, I would be offended if I were anybody like who remotely like knew Korean because you'd be like, this is not anything. And so, yeah, but that's just me. I kind of do that with English songs, too. Like you said, you thought it, with it being English that you would like totally like sing along with all the words but I totally like miss words too so along with like all this stuff with dynamite and there's been a lot they also released about like eight million remixes <laughs> yeah I was gonna mention that because you were saying about you know we we're talking about it being like global and all over the world and we talk about you know you and I have different tastes in music and even though it's the same song some people might not like the vibe or the beat or the tempo of the song and so they re released so many remixes and what I thought was funny they released daytime and nighttime versions and they have like a poolside version a tropical version even though it already is like a 70s version there's like a 70s remix there's a disco version not my it's not my favorite one but I was really interested when they teased this was a bedroom remix I was like, uh, what's that going to be? Um, actually, I really like there's a slow jam remix. And anyone who's in our age range, like slow jam for me is like boys to men, like snapping and slow. Like, I don't know. So that I didn't really know what to expect with any of these versions. But some of the like there's some really summery ones. Those are the daytime versions. And then the nighttime versions, they try to slow it down a little bit, which is interesting because the song is so like upbeat and poppy. Um, but some of the, the nighttime versions work. And um, I'm not a fan of all of the versions because uh, I really like the original. I think the disco version is one of my favorites. And then I actually do like the slow jam version. Yeah, I think I ended up liking, um, I think, a disco-y version of it. And they did it, like, even an acoustic version, too. Mm -hmm. Like, it's crazy. It's just, like, but it's kind of funny, too, because, like, what you said, like, their original is the best one. It's cool to have, like, all these variations and stuff. And I've, obviously, that's a, a subjective opinion. Like, you totally could end up liking one of the remixes better than the normal one. Like, for me... I like the Mike Drop Steve Aoki remix better than like the original version. And, <laughs> and it's to the point that I can't really listen to the original. And I know that some people may not be able to even distinguish too much between it, but I'm just like, no, I need this beat and this symbol like in the background. I need it to like go like, you know, like, so I'm very particular about it. But yeah, like any way you want your dynamite, you can have it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, BTS was like, oh, not only we're we doing English so that this could be like more of a, considered more of a global song, we're also going to do it in every single genre and every single way and every single outfit ever. I don't know. So I love it. Right. <laughs> 
So speaking of, I feel like even though we discussed this, like without the video, we have to talk about the video because like they're like salt and pepper. They go together, right? Yeah, I love this music video. Uh, when it, the very first scene, Jungkook is in, this is the 90s vibe for me, when Jungkook's in his denim outfit, in his bedroom, dancing around. And yeah, my like teen boy band days were like, uh, yeah, this is like Justin Timberlake flashbacks. But the whole video Same. was just so cute. You know, um, I love and sorry, I'm cutting you off, but I just have to say, if you're going to say Justin Timberlake, I'm going to say it. You know, I love and sync still. They were my pre-BTS before the BTS. And when you say that, like Justin Timberlake vibes, I got the same thing. And I was like, this is why I love BTS so much. They are BTS plus in sync. Like I can't <laughs> take it. <laughs> They just seem to have so much fun with it. And that's why I like I love watching their music videos. And especially in the last year, like before that, they were focusing heavily on their like storyline and they were very heavy and deep videos. And then the music videos they've chosen to do, um, other than on, even you know, we we talked about that, um, have been like some of the lighter and happier and more upbeat songs. And so they just seem to have so much fun with it. And I love the whole vibe, the outfits and the like pastel outfits at the end. They look like little Easter bunnies or Easter eggs. And they're in like pink and blues and yellows. And it's just so happy and fun. And it just adds to the song, I think. Yes, it's like so bright. I love seeing them in their 70s gear, especially mm -hmm. like I just they look so good and I think it's very also intentional that they kind of took from the 70s not only because the song has that kind of like funk 70s feel funk and soul you know but the 70s was like at least I can't speak for the whole world but at least here in the United States when we look back at the 70s it is that kind of like groovy fun funky feeling good kind of kind of time which is definitely something they're evoking to kind of like send out and try to give people that happiness. And like you said, with like the coloring and the colors and everything, it's just such a contrast to where they were coming from with on and black swan and everything like that. And it was just like so refreshing. And honestly, if I think about it, I definitely have to say it's one of my top favorite BTS videos, if not music video speaking, my top. I haven't actually even really thought about this. So this is just coming out of my mouth now, but it could be my favorite music video of theirs. Really? Wow. I don't think it's my favorite like, one, but I really, really like it. But actually, so we were talking about like, they do so many different versions of things. They also did another version of the music video where the B-side version and that the B-side version might actually be my favorite <laughs> music video. I honestly like it better than the official video. And I just, they just had more fun in that one. And it's just silly. And I, Erica and I talk about this a lot, like how we kind of take in BTS content. And like, I watch a lot of their reality stuff from BTS and The Soup. And like, I am really drawn to their personalities and like how fun and silly they are. And I do like their choreography and their very sharp moves and all that stuff. But I just love to see them enjoying themselves and having fun. And that's kind of what the B-side version 
was that really surprises me that this might be your favorite music video. Well, I feel like I have like categories. Like it's really hard because I'm like, but you know, I love Mic Drop. And Mic Drop is like a whole thing with the whole video and the dancing. And like I, I put Mic Drop in a whole different category because like that's really that's the song that made me like really fall in love with BTS. And like, I don't know, I, I have a lot of memories. There's I can never be objective when it comes to mic drop but mic drop aside like this video is just like so fun I just just remember like just seeing it I don't know it's so fun but like you said with the b-side I really love the b-side as well I feel like I can't have the b-side without the first side I like when they kind of release things like this because it's definitely it's kind of how BTS is right so the first video is like still them goofing off and having fun but it's kind of like their persona and like their kind of like general face to the public, right? And then the B side is like, here's us being more us. It is for ARMY, you know what I mean? And there's like right. a BTS for the public, mainstream BTS, and then there's like an ARMY BTS. And I'm not saying that those things are mutually exclusive. Like there's a lot of overlap too, but that's how I kind of feel about it. So like, I feel like if they just released the b-side while i would love it i feel like oh, this doesn't feel as much like a music video but i can love it even more because of like the first music video and i kind of looking like just like they're saying it's b-side like two sides of a cassette which that's also funny too because like they have reactions like their reaction to both dynamite the video and also to the b-side and in the beginning of their reaction to the b-side one they're like what does it stand for like what is this and you forget that they're like so young that they don't really know what that is and no, just in case, that yeah <laughs> yeah in case you guys don't know too in case you're too young to know that too it's just that back in the olden days when music was released in physical form and it still is bts still does but like there used to be cassette tapes and there used to be another side. So, like, with the cassette tape, you'd put it in, like, the player. This is so hard to explain if, like, you wouldn't know, you know? Um, okay, so they actually released a limited edition cassette tape on the merch for Dynamite. Um, I think they might all be sold out. Erica can finish explaining it. But if you want to see what a cassette tape is, they actually released one for Dynamite you could buy with the single on it. Yes, and it went out they sold them like hotcakes and i really wanted one and now i think the they had they also released vinyls the limited release vinyl is sold out but the cassette tapes as of us recording this are still available i'm just still trying to decide if i want it because it's a lot of shipping money for a cassette tape but i kind of still do okay anyway but what a cassette tape is is like the way that it worked is with the capacity limits on it, they, you can only fit so many songs so a lot of times an album or a single you put it in and you'd play one part of the song and then you turn it over if you wanted to hear like the other song the b-side so a lot of times like artists would have like their main single and then they'd release another like song that wasn't like a the main part of the promotion as like the b-side it was like a, a little bonus a little alternative like song and whatever and so it'd be like oh i like that b-side track or whatever so that's kind of like what dynamite is like or the video it's like here's the b-side here's that like kind of like little extra track that extra thing that's not the main thing but it's still a part of the main thing anyway it was just funny to hear them be like what does b-side stand for like a uh, bts side army side like i don't know like so that was kind of like fun and it was like 
I don't know, it made you think of throwback days and all of this whole thing is a throwback vibe, which also speaks to like BTS's appeal and stuff to so many people. Like, yes, they're bringing like a whole new fresh perspective with this song, but they're also like pulling in people who are older and like also the mainstream public with the song like this because the video kind of points this at different moments, but there's very much like a Michael Jackson vibe with the Mm -hmm. type of song that this is and it feels like a tribute really to Michael Jackson which is such he's musically such an inf- and dance wise and visually too like in terms of his him being a, an artist is such an influence on what modern pop music is today still like you can't have it without going back to like the influences of Michael Jackson and in this song like it gives me such like Jackson 5 vibes like I want you back you know you can like hear that in it and their dance moves and everything. You can see it in the kick and everything. So it's just fun to have that. But I also see how this appeals to, like so many people in different age groups too, because it can give you that whole like real sense of music from back then, the instrumentation, the the funk and the groove and everything like that. And I don't know, it just is like when you think about some of Michael Jackson's like most popular songs and successful hits and everything like that when you think about like his like thriller album and even like before that like off the wall which the phrase off the wall is like mentioned in the song you know and v's verse you just kind of get those vibes and everything and so it's just mass appeal but anyway the video is just great and like you said there's a lot of different versions of that too there's like the choreography version of the video there's the 70s remix version of the video there's the b-side version of the video there's the actual video and there's like bts's reactions to the video so there's again enough dynamite to go around the world yeah and so this is where we talk about don't get overwhelmed just watch it or consume it as you can when you can, don't think you have to watch everything or listen to everything or like everything. I don't like all of the remixes. They're just not my taste in music and some of the beats and some of the the way that they did them. I usually, I'm not a big like EDM person. So it's like when they did Make It Right remixes and there's like the EDM version, I really, I do not like that version at all because Make It Right was so special to me to begin with. And so if I really like the original version um, or it has some kind of like meaning to me, I don't like any remixes, to be honest. And that's not just with BTS, that's with any songs. Um, Sometimes I like remixes better than the original. It just really depends on what the song is. Um, Like we said with Mic Drop, I love the Stevie Aoki version. And so don't think you have to like everything just because you like BTS. Yeah. What we've determined is that BTS is like a gift. They're just a gift unto us and unto humankind, really, right? And that sounds like, oh, jokey, but it isn't. What I think they want to be in our lives is just something that makes our lives better. It makes us, you know, happier. It makes us feel more understood. It makes us feel more connected. And that's all they want to do. So at the point where it gets like stressful is when that's not the purpose that they're trying to serve. It's just taking them as much as you see fit, as much as you want. And if you want them to be every waking moment of your life, that's definitely possible. But also if you need to establish like healthy boundaries for yourself or your wallet, that's also totally like perfectly fine and actually 
pretty healthy. So, you know, that's the same with dynamite. And like, there have been ebbs and flows of dynamite for me too. I try to take in BTS as I can. And as I'm like happy about it and stuff like that too, because like, I never want it to feel like overwhelming to the point of like, you know, resentment or like just too much or burnout basically. And, um, you know, so it's all about just like doing what you enjoy, doing what you love. That's what they want you to do. And the only reason they offer all these things is just because they're trying to appeal and help out as many people as they can and make, you know, their own special combination for you. So like figure out what that is for you, take what you want, leave the rest you can always come back to it at a different time. It's like something brand new for you. It's like, hey, I didn't open up this gift. It's like finding an extra $5 in your wallet or something like that. It's like, oh, I forgot this was in here. Like, here we go. I do that with all the Bunkton bombs that they release. And it was just the Chuseok holiday in Korea. So that's their Thanksgiving holiday. And they put out like six videos, I think, on in one day. They're all really short. But it was just like every hour I was getting a notification um, on YouTube that they were releasing a video and I was busy and like I couldn't watch them so I'll kind of like stack those up because they're all really short and then I will find a day that I have like an hour just to spend and just go through and watch all of them and you don't have to watch everything the second that it comes out midnight releases of stuff depending on your time zone I mean you know they do everything Korea standard time so a lot of the times it's just really weird hours where you might live when something is coming out or coming on you need to be rested and alert when you're watching and paying attention so um if you can't stay up or you can't get up early don't worry about it just watch it later and bts would rather you enjoy it and not stress yourself out about it um we had to learn that the hard way i think when we first started the podcast we were wanting to keep up with everything and we quickly realized that that wasn't going to happen and then our first year when we were staying up or I, um, Erica was either getting up early or I was staying up late or we were doing stuff for like uh, award show season. You know, you do, you can get burnt out really quickly. And I want to always love and enjoy BTS. And I don't want it to be a stressor on my life because I love them so much. So I think we've found a balance for um, ourselves and our balance is different and everyone's is going to be different. You know, I totally agree with you. And I'm just thinking about the money thing, too. It's like like that holding on to that five dollars, holding on to those things for when you can really appreciate and enjoy it. It's going to mean more to you and it's going to be great. And I'm actually going to make this a bigger analogy. When I first found out about BTS, like I didn't dive fully into them. I really liked them, but I felt like, oh, I'm too old to like get too into this like boy band. This is how I saw it at the time, which, you know, (laughs) oh, how how close-minded I was right but I'm actually glad that I did it took me about a year but also glad about the timing of when that happened because like I knew about BTS before my mom passed away but in holding back in terms of fully investing into them like it actually gave me so much healing and so something to really passionately look forward to and to like discover and really bury myself in that was new and fresh so they mean that much more to me and you know are forever kind of intertwined with this like healing process I kind of just try to use that philosophy with everything with them is that like use them when you really like need them and when you're really intentional about it and you really want to don't ever feel 
obliged to do anything. You know, if you do that, like that's not, you're not getting the best benefit of BTS. You know what I mean? So we talked about the song. We talked about the video. Let's talk about like the freaking impact of this song, because this has been in terms of like overall, like chart, global reception, whatever, BTS's most successful song. Yes. And an army friend uh, and I were talking about this when everything was teased about it being an all English song and, you know, we wanted it to be uh, as successful or even more successful than it has been, which I don't even know how that could happen. But we were concerned about it being all in English and being like, oh, we don't want it to take away from BTS and people saying like, oh, it's only successful because it's all in English. And honestly, I haven't heard any of that talk. Dynamite debuted on the Billboard Hot 100 as number one. Number one. People were surprised, but not surprised. Like everyone was just kind of like holding their breath on it. Like, okay, we want it to be number one. We think it's going to be number one, but we don't want to get too ahead of ourselves for it to be number one. Um, And I think ARMY was kind of expecting it, but BTS had no clue. They were not expecting it at all. And probably my favorite video ever of them now is their reaction to them being number one. Like they recorded themselves. Um, they're like all in a van together and they record themselves and their reaction to them being number one. Each of them posted like separately on social media. Um, I think V's was like hit the hardest for me. He just posted like text on Weverse and he was like, is this even reality? Like, is this a dream? Like they could not believe it. I think their reaction to it made it even better and even more special. There's a lot of artists like that get number ones that have like 50 number ones, you know, on the Hot 100. And um, they're just kind of like, oh, whatever. My song's number one again. But BTS is like, oh, my gosh, we're number one. And they're so grateful. They're so humble. And they do that even at like the Mamas and the MMAs. And I've noticed that anytime they win an award, the whole world is expecting them to win. But they're not like they're always the most humble and. Um, and so grateful for everything that they do. And again, they like give it all back to us. And they're like, we wouldn't have achieved this without our army. And they don't even take the credit for it. Yeah, there's there's a big part of me that wishes I can get like a little time machine and go back to like, when all of this was like, super fresh and new, because like, now it's like a fact. It's a fact that BTS has not only had a number one, but that it's been number one multiple times, multiple weeks, right? I think the hope with any song that BTS has released before this is like, let's get them to number one. And it's not without trying. You want to talk about the most mm-hmm. diligent, dedicated fan base, ARMY, who's pushed so much to have this happen. And I don't know. I, I don't want to get into it maybe right now, but just like the fact that it took like a song being in English for them to kind of like break this goal you know or kind of accomplish this goal they've had a lot of like pushback and a lot of you know non-acceptance and even to the point of xenophobia Mm -hmm. here in the united states and a lot of people not willing to play their songs and everything and so for me it was like almost like bittersweet because it's like i've known 
And I think any army know that they've been worthy of this accomplishment since the beginning. And I think even collectively, there's like this feeling in the fan base that like Dynamite is a fantastic song, but it's not like their best song. So the fact that this is the one that it happens for kind of shows like a lot of different things like systemically that are happening because of it. But that being said, I'm also so happy because they deserve this all along. Right. And it is a fantastic song and the song itself is worthy of this. Well, yeah. And to, to add to that though, the first week, okay. It being number one, that's kind of, that was kind of my feelings as well, but then it was number one again, the second week and then the third week and fourth week, number two, and then the fifth week, number one. So it's staying there. It's not like, oh, ARMY just got it to number one the first week. And it has stayed at the top of the chart for five weeks. One little fact that I read on Billboard, it's the first song within like a duo or a group that has been number one for, for at least three weeks in over two years. People don't stay at the top of the chart. They might have a number one, but then the next week they're down to like number five or they're down to number 10 because new music keeps being released. Not as much with solo artists. Um, They can stay at the top of the charts a little longer, but like groups in the States don't ever stay at the top very long. But Dynamite has stayed number one or number two for five weeks in a row. And that hasn't happened in over two years. And I actually was thinking about it one day that even though it is all in English, if there was any other group in the entire world that tried to do this song, it would not have been as successful as it is with BTS doing it. So if like a Western group would have ended up getting this song or maybe a group from Europe, they would not have been able to do with Dynamite what BTS did with it. I mean, I I think there's like a lot of elements happening here. I don't want to negate the fact that I think that English does play a role in it being so successful here in the United States. And I think it's for this reason. I I think there's I think there's a few reasons. I think one, BTS has been building a presence here. So this it's like they say it takes like 20 years to become an overnight success, right? So this is the culmination, obviously, of so many years of work and blood, sweat and tears and everything like that, right? So I think the timing is key in here. But I also think that we can't negate the fact that like, there's a lot of people in the United States who are closed minded to music that is being sung in a different language. And I think that dynamite being in all English just opens the door for people. It opens the door for them to be like, hey, this group actually really is good. I really like this music. They're more willing to like listen and open their minds to this because it's in a language they understand. And that makes them maybe be curious about like, what have I been missing? Like, I think there have been whispers and not even just whispers, sometimes shouts of who BTS is. But I know that from like, my own experience and the experience of my boyfriend who's army as well is like people like that he's kind of try to introduce to them are like um you know i don't know what they're saying or uh i don't really want to listen to that so like i do think that english just at least here in the united states with this being their number one on our charts plays like a, a huge role in it and i think that it's like wait a minute i really like this this is really good okay let me know more 
But, you know, before that, it's just like, oh, that's Korean. That's not for me. I think that's just kind of like the mindset. I don't even know if people are trying to willingly be closed minded. I think it's just like, that's not for me, you know. And so I do think it being in English in terms of the billboard success makes sense. I also think that like they've been really campaigning to get like radio on their side because like you can't really get a number one here through just downloads and buying songs alone, which if that was the case, again, ARMY would have been able to like do that. Like they do everything. ARMY does everything, calling, trying to like help people expose it. But it's like a lot of the gatekeepers have been closed to it. So maybe it's not even that the American public too is like closed minded to BTS or to Korean music, but like a lot of the gatekeepers who would be responsible for introducing people to this music have been more closed-minded and stuff. That being said, like I said, mm-hmm. I think that Dynamite is worthy as being the number one song. I don't think that any of their other efforts were unworthy either. I think they're just as worthy, if not even more worthy, musically speaking, artistically speaking. I definitely think that they haven't gotten their credit for several reasons because they're industry disruptors and everything like that. Like there's just a certain way that things have been done and they've been chipping away for these last like seven years to really be taken seriously to be you know understood and while I don't think that they did dynamite strategically with the sense of like we're going to do an English song so we finally get a number one I think that it being English helps them to helps to serve as an introduction here in the United States where people I think are more close-minded to that just initially that just kind of reminds me of the VMAs and there were performances by more than one group that didn't sing all in English. And the Latin community is also trying to do the same thing in the States. And there are Latin artists who are bigger than a lot of Western artists, like in Latin America, who are like so popular and so great. And it's really hard for people in our country, I feel like, to get into that music that's not in their language but no I I agree with what you were saying about like I don't know if it's necessarily that we are close-minded but we're not exposed to it it's not everywhere people aren't playing it on the radio um I've actually been hearing dynamite a lot on tv because they're playing it in commercials BTS are brand ambassadors for Samsung and they use dynamite as the background music when people in the States start hearing it and they're exposed to it more in places that they're familiar with, then they're more likely to be like, oh, this song is everywhere. Or this is, I hear this in commercials. I hear this here. And that's going to get them more interested. And then maybe looking more into who BTS is. Um, And the same with, you know, other artists from other parts of the world. And when I was in Korea, I actually met a lot of people um, from other parts of the world as well um, and not, you know, from English speaking countries, but that were really into different global music and not just music from their own country, but global music from all over the world and all different kinds of languages. You know, hopefully BTS will open up a whole world of just music in general and not just Korean music, but global music and global artists, because there's so many talented people in the world and maybe Dynamite will be that um, that catalyst to open people's minds to uh, listen to other artists from other countries. 
Yeah, it's amazing to think about like the far reaching implications that BTS's crazy hard work, talent and dedication like has. It's even beyond the scope of them, right? Mm -hmm. It's opening the door for other artists, not only other Korean artists, but other artists in the world. It's opening people's minds in general. It's like we've talked about this too in the past, like traditionally in the United States, and this is not fair and not right. Asian representation is not where it needs to be. It is, it's, there's a lack of Asian representation and there's a lack of looking at Asian males in like a desirable way, you know, one, because they are not represented and two, because like, unfortunately that's the way that our society is closed-minded. BTS kind of like shows that like, look, these men are very attractive. These men <laughs> these are men. <laughs> these men are very talented. And even that starts to have people like look at their own world, their own life, their own beliefs, just differently from like the point of attraction, from the point of music, from the point of language, from the point of anything. And they start to just question maybe how they've been seeing and just open their mind. And so even if it's not just about BTS, it's about like opening yourself to maybe like, you're like, I never even thought of maybe dating someone from, you know, a different culture or a different, you know, racial makeup than my own. I never thought of learning another language. I never thought about listening to another uh, music, a type of music. I never thought about traveling to another place. All of a sudden your world becomes much bigger and, you know, to take it to a different place, like, the very first time that I traveled out of the United States and it was for a study abroad thing, it really like opened my mind in a way I didn't know it could be open. You're kind of ignorant in ways that you don't know because what you're ignorant. So how do you know <laughs> that you're ignorant, you know? And one of the ways that it blew my mind is like when you're an American, you grow up with this sort of like belief that like the United States is number one in everything, that we're the best country out there, that we do everything the best and like we have access to the best things. So if you're number one on our charts, then you must be number one in the world. And so like that's just kind of like the belief that's kind of like reinforced here. Right. And it wasn't until like I left that I was like, oh, it's not that we don't do things really well and some things we do do the best, but there are other things and other paths and other ways of doing things. And some people do do things better than us. There are a diversity and there's difference and there's options. Right. And I feel like BTS kind of like offers that. And like, again, if people were closed minded, like I'm not going to listen to anything that is in Korean or I haven't heard of their music. It's not on our radio. So then it must not be the best. It must not be as good. So there's all these things that are being like validated. And it's not that BTS needed to be validated by our systems, by a number one, by English or anything like that. But I think it just is something that serves as like a starting point and a way of I guess in some ways for those people who would have maybe been closed-minded not knowing that they were as like maybe a validation or like an okay like like oh wait this makes this okay this makes this something that like I understand and I can recognize so maybe it's not as scary maybe it's not as foreign and now like their minds could be opened you know what I mean yeah and I I felt the same way you know, when I moved to Korea and then I was talking to um, my friend Court, she's been an army for like 
six years, five or six years, she grew up like with listening to K-pop and watching uh, K-dramas and more um, Asian culture stuff. And I didn't like I wasn't exposed to it. It's not something that, you know, my parents didn't keep me from it, but they weren't interested in that. So that's not something I was exposed to. And the internet wasn't like it is today. So it's not like I could just get on YouTube and find videos and do things. So like I could only watch and listen to what was on our radios, what was on our TVs. Um, And it was strictly Western American stuff. Like it wasn't, you know, there were other than a few, um, you know, like Spice Girls, um, British bands. Like I didn't listen to a lot of music that wasn't just Western music. And because I wasn't exposed to it. So it's a lot easier now also for people to be exposed to different cultures and different kind of music and um, being able to download music more quickly and easily. We're able to listen to this kind of music in a little better way. But it's also like you were saying, like the exposure of it and being played on the radios. Is a huge thing in the States, but also people being able to see BTS and not just listening to the, the music. Dynamite has been so heavily promoted here. They've done so many performances on some of the biggest stages like in the United States. And so just like that is strategic and being people seeing them and seeing how talented they are, professional, their sets are amazing. They're anyway, they're on these like, big stages here in the states and just being exposed to that and people seeing it and being like okay maybe I'm now I'm interested maybe they're not that different and I like what you said about um, maybe they never thought before about listening to or watching k-dramas or listening to music in another language or dating someone of a different race just because they haven't like been exposed to it and having bts be prevalent like on our TVs and our radios is going to help people be more open-minded to those kinds of things. I totally agree. But yeah, I guess I just wanted to make it clear, at least my, my point of view is that dynamite objectively is good and is worthy. It's also like the culmination of so much work and work that, so many other artists don't have to put in and do because there are unfair barriers and systemic and blocks that shouldn't exist in BTS's way and obstacles that they are somehow shattering because sometimes when you are a minority or in a person that's not representing the majority in any sort of like field you have to work twice as hard to sometimes get half as much of the credit and access and everything like that. So like what they do and what it took for this song again, to be an overnight success is like way more work than like, you know, other groups before them have had to do. I agree with that. And I think this kind of ties in now with like some of the performances that they've had what has drawn me to them like are their personalities and they've had so many performances and it's kind of like they were with boy with love like yeah the first few performances were good but they like the more they do it the better that they get and like the more their personalities come out 
people can start seeing them in a different way and not just as this like big global like success boy band whatever like I feel like I was talking to a friend the other day and saying when we were growing up with some of the the boy bands and boy groups they had to seem like so cool and calm and collected I feel like they didn't really have much of a personality and they didn't have like show as much as BTS does with all the different kinds of performances BTS has been doing they get to show like their true selves and their true sides and people get to see like that they're just normal guys. I don't know. They just get to see like who BTS really is and that listening to and seeing someone from another culture, we have, we're the same, like we're, we're no different. Speaking of, there have been so many performances for Dynamite. And honestly, this is one of my favorite things about BTS. Like I love all of the things that they do but i am especially a sucker for their live performances because they just are better than anyone but i guess i could say that about like their music their personalities and everything like that too so but yeah there have been some standout performances with dynamite so like they've been really hitting especially like the american promotional like places too and that's again what we were saying about like the impact of this is that this song with the culmination of all the years of working building relationships and everything in the united states they've really been able to really blast this song on some really highly coveted and mainstream places to like really perform so what we want to do is kind of talk about some of our favorite performances and highlights and everything like that just because like we've just loved the way that they have brought dynamite to live performances i think my favorite though so like i love their music videos because they're so big and like we talked again in our last episode about when they do like mama and MMAs and, and all of that stuff, like their sets are just absolutely outrageous. But one of my favorite dynamite performances so far was their tiny desk performance on NPR. And they were literally just sitting in chairs. But the reason I like it so much is because of how I said, I feel with dynamite. They feel the same way. You can't help but get up and dance when you hear dynamite. So, like, the song comes on, and, like, the beat, and then Jungkook starts singing, and they're all sitting in their chairs and just kind of, like, bopping along. Next thing you know, all of them but Yoongi, of course, and Jin didn't get up as well. Everybody's up and dancing, and they're just being so silly and so goofy, and because you can't help but just get up and dance. But the thing with Yoongi, it was so funny. I noticed in one of the parts, like, when Jungkook is singing... Yoongi's trying not to smile like the camera's on Jungkook and Yoongi was sitting next to him and Yoongi's just kind of bobbing along trying to look cool and but you just see the smile start coming on his face and it was so cute um but then everybody else just like gets up and Namjoon was oh he was going crazy dancing and Tae was doing some weird dance moves and it was just it was so much fun because you know, they're supposed to be just like sitting there having this kind of like acoustic-y concert kind of thing or performance, but they're like, no, we're going to get up and dance because you have to. It's the perfect song 
for it to be like their number one hit to like in terms of a mainstream thing because it is like just like that get stuck in your head in a good way and that you just like Mm -hmm. it's kind of like the soundtrack to your own life it does make you brighter it's like I'm walking around and like wait Mm -hmm. uh, uh," you know I also gives me like very much Bee Gees vibe too I wanted to say that too like Michael Jackson yes but Bee Gees like you know staying alive like uh 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 Mm -hmm. uh because uh Okay, I keep singing, but <laughs> you get the point. Um, yeah, but the Tiny Desk performance on NPR, like, that was um, one of my favorite of the series of performances that they uh, did for the same reasons that you said. Like, and we can come back to this in a second, but I really love the VMAs. And just like we were talking with, it wouldn't be the B side without, like, the A side, I guess you can say, the original video. That's what... I think made me appreciate this one is we had seen a couple of dynamite performances up until this point, having seen it with the choreography and all the like staged elements and stuff. And those are like really great too. This made me appreciate it more with like the sitting down and just their personalities and them just singing it and like them dancing and goofing around and everything like that. It just like made me laugh. It made me like, just really like love it. And this is like, true like bts and army mode i love their costumes and everything like that although i will have to say this is like something that i don't get about bts's styling is like rm i feel like he always wears things (laughs) that are so baggy and loose and i'm just like what is happening like it started with airplane part two the performance where he had like those big baggy pants where he's being tailored and i'm like fire that tailor but the best one and Erica will know which episode this was. I don't remember which episode we talk about it. Um, was one of the Boy With Love performances. And everyone is, like, matching in these, like, cute suits and stuff. And then RM looks like he just, like, crawled out of bed. And we're like, what? Like, he doesn't match at all. It doesn't seem like his pants didn't fit. And we're like, what happened? And I think in... Did it really happen or did we just speculate that he just like spilled something on himself? I don't remember. We speculated. (laughs) (laughs) But that's what it always seems like is that everyone got styled and then RM something happened. Either he like ripped it or spilled something on himself and they're like, oh, this person that's three times your size left this coat here. So let's just put it on you because that's all we have. (laughs) Yeah, like, I'm not trying to be mean. I think he's a very good-looking man. You know what I mean? And I like when he wears, like, things that are more fitted to his body. But when I was watching this performance, I was like, okay, if I pause and I look at all of them, they all look like they've been styled by, like, Gucci's top stylist, you know, very luxe clothes. And then I feel like RM went to, like, a random thrift store, went to, like, the back of the store, pulled out, like, an outfit without trying it on it's like let's go it's time for the performance and I'm not saying he looks like bad like that might be being a little too harsh and I'm not trying to be but it's just like they don't fit him like it could be a style that he's like determined in his head that he likes but I'm like oh man like give me a fitted jean don't give me these like swimming in jeans and like these jackets that like look like a little too long and like the wrist you know what I mean like it's just I know I get so harsh about his fashion a lot of times. We've had a discussion with his diamond choker and that was, (laughs) you know, whatever. And I did come around to that, but I don't think I'm going to come around to this. Yeah. But the thing with, with RM is he, like you said, he's a good looking man. He has kind of an athletic 
body type, um, not as much as Jungkook's, but he has been, and he's been working, like, he talks about it, he's been working out, like, he exercises, and he's working on what he looks like, and he's filled out a little bit, like, more muscular, but you don't see that in his styling at all, and I don't know if, like, it's his personal choice, if they're like, all right, here's three things you can choose from, and then he chooses those, Um, but he's also talked in the past about how he doesn't have a style and he doesn't really know how to style his own clothes. But I feel like when he posts pictures of him like out and about in Seoul, like his style is so much better than what they put him in sometimes <laughs> in performances. So yes. I so like what goes on there um, and why they make those choices. But I totally agree, especially in the NPR performance. It was just, it didn't fit. His look did not fit in with everybody else's in that performance. Yeah, like, because when he's on point, he's on point. But, like, what I love about this era and what kind of comes across during this performance, especially when they're not as choreographed, is, like, I have this theory about RM. And this is what happened when I was talking about, like, Choker Gate. I feel like RM's the most like me out of all of them, right? And I feel like with dynamite it's like this song that's like hey we were in quarantine we were in this pandemic and now we're coming out and what i've noticed in these live performances especially is like rm is he's like kind of awkward <laughs> how do i explain it it's just like this is how i get when i'm like not around people and it's just like oh I haven't been interacting whatever like a lot of my socialization is like very much learned and like when i'm not around people i get much weirder and i feel like i see that coming across during this era and this comeback with like rm it's in the way that he's dancing and the stuff that he's saying and the way that he's dressing i'm like oh we're on peak awkward rm and i love it but like tiny desk is like if you want to see what I'm talking about, watch only RM <laughs> in Tiny Desk. Watch the, actually watch the one that's on their uh, YouTube channel, which is like the Bangtan TV version, because then they have it like the camera more widely on them and you can see all the members like the whole time. And if you just watch the things that RM's doing in this performance, like the way he's like shaking his little booty, turning around, dancing, he's on his peak awkwardness. And, you know, I love it. And that's what, like, I was kind of alluding to before with, like, how their performances keep getting better and they keep showing more of themselves. You had wanted to go to the VMAs performance, and that was one of, like, their earlier performances. Because the VMAs is, like, such a big stage, it was very professional, and they had, like, the green screen background um, since they were in New York and they couldn't do, uh, or the VMAs were in New York and BTS couldn't travel for it. Um, They had, like, green screen behind them. And, you know, you don't see as much of their personality because they're doing their, like, crisp, clean, very professional, very great version of it. But then you get these, like, tiny desk performances and some of these other ones that you can see. And they start, like, being their weird selves. And that's what I love about BTS. And um, some people might be like, oh, well, there's too many. Or, like, why do they keep doing so many performances? And um, if you get, like, too much of a good thing sometimes cannot be good. But with BTS, it's the opposite for me because they just keep getting like better and quirkier. Tay's things at the very end when when the song ends and like in the music video, like it, it focuses on him and he does like his little thing and they're getting different every time. It was like Jungkook's ending in Boy With Love, like he changed it up every time. And 
now they keep doing it and are getting sillier and cuter and um, they're getting more comfortable and they've done it so many times that they they're getting better at doing the dance. Yeah, it's kind of like the slow unraveling of BTS, right? <laughs> um, with like their personas. So this points to another performance that I wanted to talk about, which kind of ties into both Tiny Desk and the VMAs, right? So they performed their, I always say this wrong, like what, I Heart Music Radio f- Festival, I Heart Music. You I think it's Google. just the I Heart Radio Okay, iHeartRadio. So, like, they did a series of performances, and they were really good. So, in some of their performances, they, like, because they're not live, because they can't be in front of audiences because of the whole situation we're in the world right now, they kind of use some either CGI or some editing tricks, right? As Molly alluded to in the um, VMAs, they had some green screen kind of, like, going on, right? Well, in this, they had, like, a rotating stage, when I saw this originally, the rotating stage is like, oh, they really like this rotating stage because they use it for the Billboard Awards performance of Boy With Love from like last year. And they also use the rotating stage when they did their performance at the Grammys. So I'm like, oh, the rotating stage is back, right? I'm like, they love this. Well, they did this trick on this particular performance where like they were standing on one part of the rotating stage, but then like as stage rotated, another seven of them were standing there, right? And so my boyfriend and I started laughing about this and we're like, this makes so much sense for like, there's two BTSs. There's not seven of them. There's 14 of them and they're <laughs> all identical twins. And that's why they can do everything that they do. Right. And then they went from like, I don't remember the performance um, specifically. So sorry that I don't have the details, but like they went from like a serious song, like maybe like a black swan or something like that, or like, this is completely whatever, but it's more serious song into like Boy With Love where like they were sillier. And I was like, this also makes sense. There's two BTSs and there's one side that's like really professional, always hitting the choreography, always style on fleek and whatever, right? On fleek, that's not even popular anymore, but let's, (laughs) forgive me. And then you have the BTS that's like silly BTS, right? That's like the way that like they were in the NPR performance with Jimin looking down at the record and singing just to a vinyl record with RM and his like, you know, denim pantsuit just dancing like weirdly and I'm like this makes so much sense now I get it there's two bts's there's like the a team and the b side right (laughs) that may that is the best observation I've ever heard about them and now you can't I can't unsee it every time I watch a performance I'm like what side do we have do we have b side bts that's showing up today like kind of like the team that's a little more a little more awkward a little crazy you know um or do we have like really focused sharp laser like ready to kill ready to like slay this performance bts and so you can't unsee it once you see it you are totally right about that and i um i'm gonna have to agree with your theory i talk a lot about with people about like the duality of bts and that comes out a lot in like there run bts and in the soup and and those kinds of things that i watch i'm like how are these the same people now i know they're not the same people (laughs) they're twins and there's 14 of them and that's why bts (laughs) that makes so that makes so much sense i am so glad you came up with that theory because my mind is blown and now it all makes sense to me oh thank you yeah like they are the 
they're twins. They're the Mary Kate and Ashley, the Fred and George, any other great twins of history. And this is my theory, and I'm sticking to it. So that being said, um, what I wanted to say about the VMA's performance, there are a couple of things. It's just that um, this one really stands out to me because it was the very first time that we saw Dynamite perform live and that we saw the actual like choreography to it. There are like moments in the video, but with all the, you know, close-ups and switches and the different types of scenes, you don't really like know what it looks like all put together. So I really enjoyed seeing them on the VMA stage premiering it. And that's another big thing. Like that was their first performance at the VMAs. That was like major to like do with this song. Um, but I love seeing it. I love seeing like their outfits and they just looked so good. Like the bell bottoms just really suit them very well. I enjoyed it when it happened, but it's not one of my favorite performances after the fact it is huge that it was their first performance on the VMAs. Um, and I agree with like the bell bottoms and all of that, but I've loved all of the costume changes. They've stuck with like that, that style and that theme. Um, but they've done lots of different things. And one of the bell bottoms and the things and everything was on the America's Got Talent performance for me. Tay in particular in the like green bell bottoms with the long with the white shirt and the green vest. I don't know because of the VMAs like everything was the digital background. This one really stood out to me because of the set like they had a physical set and they had that they were like interacting with things and I thought that was really cool. They really are performers and not only are they good dancers but they're like Tay's like looking at this car this like um, vintage car and he's like checking it out and just like their acting skills that come out and some of these little performances just kill me it's so funny um, but that's just like another part of their personality and adds to the performance to me I don't know I really enjoyed the America's Got Talent performance yeah I mean what these performances of Dynamite have like showed me too and maybe it's partially the situation because they also don't have audiences that like Okay, there's like two things. One, they're allowed to have a little bit more creative license that I feel like they've been given typically with like when they're able to be on American award shows and other things. And like normally they just kind of have to like show up and just like do their choreography, do the song and like that's it. But because of the situation, because they have to like pre-film, you know, BTS has been showing like how much they put extra effort and thought into making each performance its own and something like new for ARMY and like the different like layers that they supply. Like again, the VMAs is like, okay, we're going to do it at this level. Like we're going to do the choreography. You haven't really seen it. We're in front of a green screen. It's more of their as basic as BTS gets, which is not very basic, but you know what I mean? And then as they've gone on, they've added like different like layers and different like things. So there's always like little wonderful surprises and stuff. And so that brings me to like my second point, which is just like, it also like just has shown how much like they put effort in when they don't really have to, right? Like they could just like show up and just sing and whatever, but they don't do that. And I don't know. I just like love it. And um, I love the AGT, the America's Got Talent performance for like the same reasons that you brought up. It was just so much fun. And it was something that I wasn't expecting. I thought they were just going to like perform it. I thought it was going to be like another 
what we saw in like the VMAs, which I was fine with that too. But we got to see different costumes, although they were like from, I think they were using ones from the portion of their video, right? Like the, the disco mm-hmm. portion of their video. Mm-hmm. Each era with BTS, when they have like a looker thing going on, sometimes a certain member like really stands out to me in particular. And for me, this has been the era of V. One of the reasons I love the VMA's performance so much, and it still stands out to me, is like when I was watching, I just couldn't like take my eyes off of V. I felt like his vibe is just so like this vibe. He's like so like happy and playful and charismatic and like really like draws you in. And actually, like, so when I first found out about BTS back in 2017, it was through DNA, right? And when I saw them, V was actually the one who stood out to me the most, like, at least, like, visually and stuff like that. I was like, he must be, like, the lead singer. He must be, like, the bad boy of the group, or he must be, like, (laughs) the one. Because that's how you look at boy bands back then. Like, that's how it always Mm -hmm. was, you know? You thought there was, like, a lead singer or whatever. As I watched a couple more interviews and other things. Um, RM actually really took my attention because like personality wise, he spoke English. He was so charming, charismatic. And like, he became like kind of my first favorite. And I think he's a lot of Americans or English speakers first favorites for that reason, because, you know, you kind of connect to that. It's like, Oh wait, I can see him expressing himself in a language that I understand. And, you know, in that way, basically Vive always like stood out to me. Coming into this, feel like maybe around, not on, but like maybe a little bit before that, before their break, I was starting to feel like V seemed like really sad and down. And maybe he really could have been. There could have been some stuff going on in, you know, his real life, personal life, not having to do with BTS or maybe having to do, I don't know. But we didn't know. We weren't privy to it. And that's fine. But I just felt like as I watched him more in like the background of like interviews or promotions that they had, I was just starting to get concerned because I was like, he just seems like really sad to me, you know, and they took their break. And that made me feel happy because I was like, maybe they're just being like really like their schedules just too demanding or whatever. And maybe he just needs time off. And so they came back from the break and he looked like a lot better from that. But like, he didn't look like this, which is like jovial, happy, jolly, playful, silly V, which again, could be B-side V versus the other one. But I'm just saying like, this just seems to suit him. And like the fashion suits him so well. And it just like, everything about this is like, in this era, I think I would say that this era of V is I think my bias, maybe not my ultimate bias, you know, OT7 and what, but like he, he's my bias in this era. So we talk about this a lot with some of their videos because it's so chaotic sometimes. And you're like, I don't know who to focus on. And you have to go back and watch it six more times so you can focus or well seven because the first time you're watching everything. So then you have to watch each member individually Um, And I felt that way about some of these performances. But if you focus on him in some of these dynamite videos or performances, his facial expressions are the best. Like he is always on 100%. I feel like sometimes with some of the other members that are usually in the background when they're dancing, um, like when they move around in their choreography and stuff, like they're still, they're hitting their moves and all of that stuff, but like their facial expressions don't really change or they don't show but like 
V 100% all the time, like has his personality shine through while he's dancing. Whenever they talk about dancing and even on like run BTS, they do like dance challenges and stuff. And it's always like Jungkook and Jimin are the best dancers. Um, And I mean, J-Hope obviously, because he does like the choreography for them. But for me, V is just so smooth and he just seems like effortless when he when he moves like especially with this dynamite choreography um I think it really suits him and same with like the looks and everything because he always the baggy pant thing kind of like fits him because we we've talked about in the past like his fashion a little bit but like the 70s fashion and he seems like an old soul to begin with and um so I could see him having lived in like the 60s and 70s and like grown up in that era and um been in that kind of fashion and kind of like the Beatles era actually so I totally agree and I started seeing that in like the on era everyone not everyone a lot of people think like the on we'll talk about this in our lost era episode hopefully era was like Jungkook's era but that's when I really started noticing V. And I think he kind of came out, hopefully, of whatever was going on with him and, like, took that on energy and, like, turned things around. And he really started coming to the forefront. And, yeah, and this song is just so happy. And he does. He just seems, like, joyful all the time and in every single performance. And through the whole performance, even when he's in the very back and he's not the focus of it, like, he is still he still has it turned on. And, like, he's a born performer. Yeah, I mean, like, all of them are, but like you said, this is really in his wheelhouse. There's seven to 14 men, (laughs) (laughs) and they all have, like, different likes, preferences, and whatever. So I'm sure that there are certain songs, sort of choreographies that some of them like more than others, some of them struggle with more than others, that, like, don't feel, like, as natural or feel, like, harder, they have to work harder or whatever, and this just feels, like, so... I'm not saying it was easy for him, but it feels so easy. And like Mm -hmm. when he was like on the VMAs performance and like he put his little hand in his pocket and he does this every performance. Mm -hmm. But when he did that and he does that like little shuffle, Mm -hmm. I was just like. It's so natural for him. He's so cool. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Cool. Okay. So you saying that I was talking to somebody and I said the same thing. I was like, B is just so cool. But the funny thing is like in a lot of the other stuff, He's just like this quirky, he has a lot of like quirks, but when he performs, like he really just like oozes cool. I don't know, like James Dean, he reminds me of James Dean for some reason with these. I think maybe it's like his hair color change and like how they've been styling it is very James Dean-esque. He's this like cool guy and everything's just like easy and effortless for him. I mean, I'm not saying it is either, but that's just what it looks like. I mean, it it looks good. And it kind of makes me think of the other performance. I think this was on the I Heart insert blank here. Um, <laughs> radio. I Heart something. <laughs> um, I Heart BTS. Um, on that performance. And like when he's wearing those like crazy pattern pants with like mm-hmm. the orange and blue Gucci's flowers, whatever that's on them. And like. The way that he pulls it off, because, like, again, like, what I was saying with, like, if RM was wearing that, like, although if he's wearing it that fitted, maybe he would, like, actually look really good, too. But, like, V can just pull off things that the others can't, and it's just, like, a vibe and a thing, and, like, I just, like, mm-hmm. love it. But, again, all of them are, like, looking good, and, like, 
I love how they inject like their personality into like the dance moves and stuff too. I mean, I I just love Dynamite and that's another reason why I like Dynamite as a single and why if one has to be successful, I think this is an appropriate one. This one seems very much BTS personality driven versus mm-hmm. like some of their other songs are more like concept driven. And so it's also fun that a song that just seems so like fun and like allows them space to be themselves. I've noticed that with the choreography of this, because like, if you go back and you like watch choreography for some of their other eras, like if you talk about like fake love or anything like that, like the choreography is like so sharp, so in sync, so together. And it's not that they're not in sync, but I just think that this choreography is meant to be looser and to be more interpretive for like their personalities. And so that's really fun with this too, because they can really like, instead of being about like the whole and about being BTS, it's about being us within BTS. You know what I mean? Yeah. They can be themselves and be each of them. We talked about this a lot in the past too. Like if one of them was any different than they are, then the whole group dynamic would be different. So it allows them to be themselves and being themselves is what makes them BTS. So it allows that freedom for them um, to show their individual personalities and what makes them um, fit as a whole group. And it only makes sense for it to be that way after everything that we went through with like Map of the Soul, right? When you talk about all the concepts in there and like persona, shadow, going through things and then coming out with like ego right and then being like oh wait I know myself I love myself and like I'm happy with myself and I'm free to be myself and so like this makes perfect sense even if they weren't planning on it it totally makes sense with like where they were leading and building anyway right it's like oh we don't have to be what we thought like a a boy band or a k-pop group is or whatever we don't have to put on the personas that the way that we used to now that we kind of have a greater understanding of ourselves and who we are and what we love about ourselves and what we bring to this group we can continue just bringing that and bringing our own special flavor and doing it our way and so it's kind of like fun to see that like come to life especially after like the whole um map of the soul sort of journey so I want to kind of go into one last like sort of area area that's sort of related to Dynamite, but also branches out. And that's Jimmy Fallon week. The first thing that they did was like, and this wasn't really like the same as like a main performance, but they did with the roots, like as a lot of people do when they come on the Tonight Show, they with Jimmy Fallon, they sing with Jimmy Fallon and the roots and they sing Dynamite. I just thought that was a cute little thing. And I was surprised. Um, I didn't know what they were going to perform. And I thought that that they would do Dynamite. I didn't know if they were going to do it first, last, whatever. Uh-huh. So when they did this, I'm like, oh, is this like going to be their Dynamite performance? Like, oh, but it was really cute. And I really enjoyed it. And like, I love Jungkook's look in it. Like he had this like slicked back hair. It was very different look for him than, than usual. I like all the little like ad-libbing that they did. And I thought it was cute. Like Jimmy was like the eighth member <laughs> in there with them. Um, and then they did kind of like a little different um, take on it at the end. And it was kind of like a Brady Bunch thing, you know, and they had like all their heads and, um, and it wasn't like a full on performance. So that was really fun. Yeah. I mean, I pretty much agree with you. Um, 
but there's two things I want to say. Jungkook's look was not my favorite. This could be controversial, back to Diamond, Chokergate, whatever. But both him and V were wearing, how do you even say this, like little tied up crop tops? Like, what's that little, like, knot of, like, t-shirts you know what I mean like I thought it was funny I knew I you were gonna knew, I knew you were gonna say that I was like I know Molly and I are gonna be on different sides of this I'm gonna bring this up and she's gonna be like I loved it I was gonna be like I'm not feeling it um it, it, who knows? so it's like a it's like a button-up shirt almost but it's like it where it ties so it has like a little tie at the waist so it wasn't like a long shirt um it, yeah so it tied at the waist and I it's mean pretty- I was just going to say, it's traditionally a look that you have, like, I've only seen on women in the past, but that's, I don't think that's the reason I dislike it. It's not because it's like, oh, only girls can wear that. Like, I don't feel that way about it. I just don't know how I feel about that as a look for them in general, like the tied up, like, I don't know. I wasn't feeling it. I'll be honest. And I knew you were going to love it. (laughs) What was your other point? Oh, I was just going to say, even though Jungkook's hair also, Jungkook's hair wasn't my favorite in this, I do like the way that Suga's hair has been looking. And in that performance, um, it was like, because you know what it gives me? It gives me 90s uh, actor realness. Yes. Like 90s yes. heartthrob boy actor. Like and Devin like, Sawa. Yes. And I love it. And it looks so cute on Yoongi. <laughs> it does. He um, finally has a different look. It's been a long time. He had the like long shaggy maroon hair for so long. Uh, and then when August D came out and like um, he's starting to he finally finally has a new look. And it's weird because it's like kind of an edgier cut, but then they're able to style it to fit like this whole 70s vibe thing and I'm digging it me too so the week kind of came to a close in terms of performances on Jimmy Fallon Jimmy Fallon week BTS week on Jimmy Fallon with a performance of Dynamite which I kind of was a little bit surprised by although I guess I shouldn't have been really like I I mean that's what I was surprised like when it started and the only performance was the one thing so I was like mm, they have to like dynamite has to be the last performance that they're doing I really did like this one they did it in a skating rink and that's very nostalgic for me that's where we had birthday parties <laughs> like everyone had their birthday parties when they're like in like between the ages of like six and 13 you have a birthday party at a skating rink um yes little sidebar or fun fact I grew up wanting to be a professional roller skater really yeah I would be at the skating rink um at least two times a week on Tuesdays and Saturdays I took lessons at one point and you know like the uniforms that like ice skaters wear yeah I had one of those for roller skating and I had like skate covers and my own like special skates. And I was like, when I grow up, I'm going to be a roller skater. Yeah. I was not that way. I loved (laughs) roller skating. Most people weren't. (laughs) (laughs) 
I liked rollerblading. Um, like I would rollerblade at home and stuff like outside. Um, but I loved going to the roller rink and most of them around here are closed now, but I did see one in Korea, but it was after COVID and it was closed. So we couldn't go into it, but I would have loved to go roller skating in Korea, but it was really fun. Like they, they all had these like little jobs, like they worked in the roller rink and stuff. And I thought it was funny. V and Jungkook were like the janitors <laughs> and they were like cleaning up. And like, I love when they do their little acting things in it. I mean, it was the cute performance and there's been so many performances of Dynamite. And then, I don't know, this is my favorite stuff is like their acting stuff and then showing their personalities. Um, After the song was over, it just showed them like roller skating and them all trying to roller skate was so funny. And then one point, Jungkook, like V couldn't do it very well. And Jungkook's like holding his hand and like helping him. And it was so cute. Who was, I think it was J-Hope that was like really good. J-Hope and Jungkook were like skating circles around everybody. Um, and maybe Jimin. I could see Jimin as an ice skater because he has like the professional dance training and like he's very like modern dance and stuff. I just see him. I don't know. I could see him as an ice skater. Um, but everybody else was really struggling. <laughs> um, and it was it was great. Oh, it it was a struggle. Like it was so funny. I'm like, oh, this is so funny to see because like like you said, it was a thing growing up for us in the era that we grew up with. So, like, most people knew how to, like, skate. But, like, why would they know how to skate if it's not, like, a thing, you know? And it's so funny because, like, it, it, okay, here's a little story. I wanted to be a professional roller skater, like I said. But I could also ice skate pretty well, too. Like, I remember the first time I went ice skating, I, like, took to it really well, right? I got on the ice and I was just, like, blazing, right? And I was just like, look at me, you know? And I... I was going backwards my first time. I was like really good, right? So fast forward like 20 years, right? My boyfriend was taking me out on a date and he's like, let's go ice skating. I'm like, okay, awesome. I'm like, I'm going to be really good at this, you know? I'm like, I can't wait to get back on the ice and like impress him. Well, I got back on the ice and I pretty much looked like some of the guys at BTS at the end of this. And the thing is, my boyfriend didn't know me from back then. So he's just like, I thought you said you could do this. And so he always brings it up for like a thing of like, oh, you mean like the time that you said you could ice skate, but you can't and everything. And I'm like, no. And so when we saw BTS performing with this and he's like, they look like you on the <laughs> when you were on the ice. And I was like, no, um, I just I'm saying I feel their pain. I feel the pain of them like falling and J like J-Hope being like that person like on the ice that's like, no, no. And I was like, but Jim was really good at it. You're right. Yeah. And I I could see um Jimin being like an ice skater as well, like in a different life and everything. Jin was really, really good. But yeah, like the rest of them was like how I was on the ice. And the thing about that too, I know I'm going back to the story, but I remember like before we got on there, I'm like, I was complaining about people. I was like, you know, I'm like, I just I really don't like the people who like don't know what they're doing or in the way and everything like that when they're on the ice. And then that turned out to be me. <laughs> I was like going so slow. I had to stay near the walls. I was never like that growing up. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And I could feel like people passing me and being like, get out the way. <laughs> and everything so it's good to know that i'd be in good company with bts at least <laughs> i really want to go skating now i know they should bring it well maybe not now but eventually they should bring it back bring and it back. that'd be fun 
oh my gosh, they should have a big like army party and like a big muster like across the land simultaneously. At, we're all at a big at the skate skating rink. Yes. Yep. All right, we're gonna make it happen. Make it happen. So wow. So we made it through our dynamite mega episode, which. Funnily enough, we talked about before, we're like, oh, it's probably not going to be that long of an episode. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. We're long-winded. <laughs> and then it is. But that just attests to, like, how much of an impact Dynamite has and, like, all the things we were thinking about that we didn't really think about planning this episode. Like, oh, yeah, like, Dynamite had this impact and this impact and this impact. And how much of an impact BTS has from one song that they have put out. And it's crazy to keep thinking about it. Also, I want to do this in this episode because I want to make a prediction. Okay. I predict that Dynamite will be at the very least nominated for a Grammy. Bold prediction. And I agree. Yeah, and you know, you can go back to our other episode about BTS at the Grammys. I'll link that in the show notes as well. But or being nominated for the Grammys. I feel like the time is right. This would be a great first song for them because it's in English. I also what we said about it with it having such like links to the past but also being current, I think really gives it weight musically with like the people who like run the awards and everything like if they because you have to think someone like Michael Jackson won tons of Grammys right and this is very much in like that kind of like vibe in that throwback era that people really miss that are that's retro that's nostalgic that's like that's what real music was right not to mention the production value the everything around it and I feel like this could really be the one and from we didn't talk about this performance either, but they did do a couple of performances that were associated with the Grammys Academy, the Recording Academy. Um, they did this like press play performance as well as they did one at the Grammy Museum. They're really kind of like making strides to do what they weren't able to do before, which is really like play the game, unfortunately have to play the game of the Grammys, which is rubbing elbows, making relationships and really making your music present. And Dynamite is like, the perfect way of like being like well why why can't we be here now like we're on your charts we're number one we're singing in English and we're here so what how can you deny us now you know what what is there left to like not acknowledge what is right what is there left for us what else do we have to do exactly so I think that this could be the one and um you know I don't know if they'll win but I think that they'll get nominated for this and if they're nominated that means that they can perform on their own which i think would be amazing stay tuned exactly (laughs) so i just wanted i just wanted to say it here first because like probably the next time that we are talking about this most likely will will be be because of that and i'll be like listen i said it i said it (laughs) And this time they're going to be nominated for more than just their packaging. But yeah, so that's that's Dynamite. I'm glad that we got to talk about this. It was, it was a lot. <laughs> yeah, on to whatever new thing BTS has waiting for us, which every day there's something new. Every single day. And I love it. 
Well, one other thing, listen, I could keep finding things, but one other thing I wanted to say too, and this kind of brings it full circle is that as much as like I can get kind of overwhelmed with how much volume of content there is, I'm also so super grateful because there may come a day where this isn't a thing. And I know there was a day when this wasn't a thing. The opportunities and the things that they're getting to do, especially as an American fan too, um, also, you know, all this is available worldwide as well. But like as an American fan on these things that, you know, have meant a lot to us, like in our lives here growing up, these like shows and people and hosts and things like that is something to not be taken for granted because it's been so much work to get to this point. So even when I am overwhelmed, I try to remind myself that like things may not be like this for always. And, you know, things weren't like this. So I'm just so grateful to be somewhat overwhelmed and to have so much content to partake in and that a group that I love so much seems to be right on the same page as like giving me exactly what I want always when I want it. I feel the same way. Sometimes I'm like, oh, what do I watch first? Do I watch this? Do I have to? Like, I don't have to do it now. I don't want to feel, I'm not going to feel bad about it if I don't. But to have those worries is great because we haven't really had that before with any of the groups we've ever been to. We didn't really, we didn't have that with NSYNC, to be honest. Like, um, but we didn't have the platforms and like everything wasn't um, as easily available as it is now for, um, for content and stuff like that. And times were different then too. It really was all about the music and like the performances and the charts and all of that kind of stuff. But now it's a little bit different for us to love something so much and to have the options and the choices that we have of what we watch and when we watch it and if this wasn't available, I mean, we have what seven years of content we can go back and watch. And um, <laughs> I'm also really grateful to um, to have that. And because it, it's something that when I'm feeling down, like I know that I have something there I can go watch that I might never have seen before, um, or that I have seen that I know that I love and that is a comfort to me. And um, that's just it. It is. It's a nice thing to have. Yes. So, you know, with this whole Dynamite promotion, BTS has like all this merchandise on their um, Weverse shop, which is like, thank you. You sent us to the top. But we want to say thank you to BTS. Thank you so much for thinking of us in this time for just always putting ARMY in like consideration and um, in the forefront of your thoughts, being so like loving and giving and giving us things to hold on to and these like hard times to really be excited about to maybe even center our worlds upon even as everything else gets like really hard. And I just I love them so much. Yes. Thank you, BTS. If that doesn't <laughs> sum it up, honestly, really. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Hopefully you guys will be back with us next time. We look forward to meeting you again. Yes. So I never do this. So why say no when you can say B T? Yes. All right. Bye, guys. See you the next time. <laughs> bye. Bye, guys. <laughs> bye, guys. I'm Chaga. <laughs>